Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. Hi Lauren, I'm Charles. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Today we're doing a Charles recommendation, a Charlie movie, uh, because you suggested this, and it's around, it's Thanksgiving time, well, we're on Thanksgiving Eve, so tomorrow will be, so I might drop this tomorrow, maybe I'll drop it Friday, I don't know, whatever. But uh, yeah, we're doing The House of Yes by yes. <laughs> Mark Waters from 1997. I have to say, the first note I have about this, I cannot believe that Mark Waters directed Mean Girls <laughs> and Freaky Friday. And this is his debut directorial <laughs> film. So th- that's kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Think um, about it. Yeah, aren't you glad that you're an only child? <laughs> Dude, I mean, I am really glad. For I mean, I know a lot of people think it's kind of lonely, but I guess I don't see it that way because it's not like I had something and it was taken away. Yeah. So I never knew, like, the life of having a sibling. So I don't know what I'm missing or apparently not missing. Because <laughs> um, I'm glad after this. I was like, I think my first note was like, there are fucked up families, and then there's this one. <laughs> like, yeah. this is the most fucking ass backwards movie. And this is one of those dark comedies that I hadn't really heard. My my little mini first impression here is that I have heard of this film, but actually not really heard of it because I'd seen the poster of Parker Posey in the Jackie O suit. Oh, and I just didn't know what film it was from. Yeah. So it's not like I have heard of the, the title. I just didn't know where, where it was, but I'd seen her in this outfit. And I knew it was a movie because literally Parker Posey is like the queen of indies yeah. um, of the 90s. Like we did Party Girl here a while ago, which is a great one. Uh, so, so yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of funny that I'm like, oh, this was that movie. I remember the poster and her on the poster of the movie, but I just like didn't know what it was. So if you like, we did the opposite of sex. If you like that kind of comedy and you like that really dark, like fucked up humor, then you'll like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, um, it is on Showtime right now, but, um, it's also like rentable. Like it's, yeah. it's an easy film to find. Yeah. So what are your first impressions you suggested it yeah so i um so i like grew up like um or i i i guess like my uh my older sister was always renting like these obscure movies from like the library and yeah yeah, and i um, i remember she rented like the day trippers it also has parker posey in it and like i watched that from beginning to end and you know it was like it was like my first real memory about watching like an indie film and i was like i think i liked it but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, you're. Um, like, what is this? Yeah. Um. So. Um. So like. So like. I. I didn't really fully appreciate Parker Posey until maybe like five or six years ago. Um. And I was over at a friend's house, and they like put this movie on, and they're like, "Charles, I think you'll really like." It. And I was like, "All right, sure." <laughs> and they so, <laughs> put it on, and um, I I was like hooked. I like I like loved it. I just love the dialogue. I love the characters. I like yeah loved it completely. So. Yeah, it, the writing I feel like is is so good and it's so smart. And I have to say, this is based on a play written by Wendy McLeod, mm-hmm. but um, Mark Waters wrote and directed it for like adapted it uh, from the play for the screen and then directed it. But yeah, I just I, I think it's the writing like yeah. that is yeah. because the what's really interesting that a standout for me is that I love how it all takes place in this house. 
Yeah. And you don't really realize it because I feel like a lot of things are going on because the writing is just so kind of smart that anytime yeah. it bounces scenes, you're just like, Ooh, okay. What's going on up here? Yeah. Like what's going on <laughs> down there? Oh yeah, that's right. We're going to go back here. And like, where'd the mom go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, did they eat? Like, <laughs> like all these things that I'm just like, Oh my God, this is like actually kind of funny. Also, before we get into it, I have a confession to make as a nineties fan. I probably should not even admit this last night i was like at night i have to watch something to go to sleep and it's usually something like um that i know and i just need the sound and like the i just need like sound right to go to sleep usually i put on like an episode of breaking bad like something that i know Mm. in my in my head but then sometimes i happen to like start movies and then like i'll fall asleep not because it's boring but because it's like time for me to go to sleep so last night i was on amazon prime and i was like oh god what am i gonna watch i was like should i watch something i've already seen and maybe i'll like start something and then i was like oh my god i'm ashamed to admit this i haven't even seen it mother may i sleep with danger <laughs> so i was like oh ivan sergey i was like yes okay i'm totally gonna watch this. i i watched the one with james franco which was like the remake that came out on lifetime like i don't know like five years ago or maybe oh, okay. more but that was like the same like take but it was tori spelling in that one too and i was like no the og one i've seen like clips but i've never seen yeah. it and i got like 20 minutes in and now i'm like really excited to finish this <laughs> because i'm gonna go watch the rest of it and i feel like we need to do an episode on it because oh my God. it's kind of a classic like yeah <laughs> it's kind of a 90s classic that like every other tv like teen movie of the week was built on <laughs> like no, it's right? like the foundation <laughs> you know what i mean like it's a classic so so yeah i'm really excited and another tori spelling is in this movie like tori spelling was like kind of killing it yeah um like um she well i started just scrolling through her imdb page because yeah she's i was like she's been in a lot of stuff like that people um, want her to be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I have to say that I would enjoy that. <laughs> like, I, I I think that would that would be good too. Mm-hmm, yeah, I want um, her to kind of come back, a la Lindsay, who I think is making a, a bit of a comeback. So oh, awesome! Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just feel like yeah, this movie is just like really weird, really funny. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. I have to say, we did not utilize him as a well-rounded actor in his twenties. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like we did not see him as much. And this is the same year. Okay, this also came out October 10th, 97. This is also the same year that I Know You Did Last Summer came out, which is ultimately what he became famous for. Right. I believe that film came out in... Let me look. I think it was, like, July, which means that, like, it had already been out. But this film was not, like, you know... It it didn't make, like, a ton of... of, uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm like so used to seeing him in movie, movies like I know what you did last summer or like Scooby Doo were you know like teen you know like teen movies for the most part. This is um I, this might be the first thing I've seen him in where it sort of feels like an, an adult role, I guess. Yeah, I mean, totally. I know that his character is young, but it's like a very like you know like kind of heavy <laughs> like uh you know. He, his character is dealing with with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, and and addendum, I just Googled it. I know what you did last summer came out exactly a week after House of Yes. Oh, wow. So ultimately, he was probably promoting the fuck out of I know what you did last summer. Yeah. And like, yeah, that it was like, a, it was supposed to be an indie film. Like, this is not a film that I think everyone would think is charming. I, I get why people think it's kind of fucked up. I feel like it's super dark and funny. Yeah, same. <laughs> but it's stuff that, like, isn't made now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just something that's very of the time. Welcome to the Dollhouse is another one that we'll do mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast, which is also very 
very dark and super fucked up like the things that like he says to her yeah but they're like funny <laughs> like like now like if someone was watching they'd be like damn you guys were just like ruthless in the 90s it was like well yeah i mean it just wasn't i mean i don't know it just what we didn't have like the kind of culture we have now you know what i mean we weren't all that connected either yeah um you would just see films and that's kind of how you would connect with people and of course now it's different because you know everything about everyone because you're seeing every part of their life yeah so it's just really different the way i guess we connected as a as a like generation like we didn't automatically start connecting personally with everybody yeah so yeah i I, I sort of feel like like um you get to see like multiple sides of people like all all at once and i feel like back in the 90s like you kind of got to present like your best self to 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 the world there wasn't like there wasn't um there were like more places to like hide i guess oh totally you know and I'm in the middle of a, a real world Miami binge, as I tend to do when I like just don't have anything to watch and I want something on the background. Uh, we did a Patreon episode of like all of our favorite uh, real worlds, which is like the first to the ninth season. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually should do All Stars, or, or not All Stars. We should do LA. Yeah. Talk yeah. briefly about the reunion New York and the reunion LA that's going to come up. So we might we'll do that on Patreon. But um, probably just like as a whole, we're not gonna like break it I, seriously down. Didn't they drop the the uh, first episode today? Did they? I'm waiting. I'm kind of because I had Paramount and I had to get rid of like all this stuff, so I got rid of Paramount. And I was like, I saw the challenge has another All Stars too, which I want to see. Yeah. And I was like, well, I kind of want to wait for all of them to be out, mm-hmm. so that when I sign up, like I don't have to keep signed up. I can just stay signed up to like watch and binge everything yeah. for like a month and then like get rid of it. Cause I don't want to keep it for what is it going to be like, like two weeks. So that's like, or no, like eight weeks. Yeah. We're going to do um, like the real world. That's going to be like, like, yeah, that's going to be like three months of like yeah. paying for Paramount. Yeah. When I don't know, unless I get rid of something like this is kind of like now how this, this is our, our really boring streaming um, <laughs> budgeting going off topic. But yeah, like I now I have to like budget my streamers because I'm just like, okay, I, I only watch so much TV. Like, what do I really want to watch right now? Like yeah. I, you know, so then that Paramount was like one of the ones to go. I was like, I watched, I think the other challenge and then I was like, oh, I'm done with this. And I watched the other real world and I was like, I don't ever go to this. Goodbye. Disney, sorry, goodbye. Loki's over <laughs> until anything else comes up. Like goodbye, like all that kind of shit. So, so yeah, I really want to see the real world. I love that they're doing that, and they're doing fucking New Orleans. Uh, no, right? Great find. Yeah, it's like the eighth season or ninth season. Um, I wish they would do Hawaii. I know. Well, okay. So I listened to an to an interview with uh, Montana from the Real World Boston because I, I I actually just recently rewatched Boston from beginning to end. And oh, so, nice, dude! Um, I watched it a little while ago. So I heard that they're like the um the, they're putting they're airing this the like the reunions in like order of like cast members that are like available to available to do it. Oh, and okay. so that I think like sense. everyone from New, New Orleans was like willing to sign up and do it again. Dude, and fucking Julie and Melissa. I know, right? Like and um, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god. And um so then I heard that um they like uh so apparently everyone on from Boston is um willing to do it except for Sean of course so like oh that's right yeah of course yeah of course he probably so, wants to be president and then I heard that all 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 the cast of Hawaii is willing to do it except for two people Justin so and uh, wait Justin and someone else I'm, I'm I'm thinking probably Justin and Matt so Matt you think Matt wouldn't do it 
Yeah, because I, I think like Matt's like pretty much like left this whole left the real world behind him. Like I don't think he's ever done like a challenge or, or anything. So yeah, I don't. You're right. I don't really think he wants anything to do with it. So dude, what about Seattle? I know, right? I mean, clearly, I, I don't think they would. They would. I want like Nathan and David. Yeah, and like I mean, I love Irene, obviously, but I mean that's not gonna happen. But yeah, but um, but yeah, that and like Lindsay. And yeah, it's like yeah. Rebecca, like yeah. Okay, we we went off on a real world tangent. Sorry, everyone. For, I'll I should make like a timestamp to be like we talked about the real world for five minutes right here in case you don't want to listen. But um, yeah, back to the House of Yes. Um, so for the cast, oh well, no side note. Back to the director. He did Mean Girls. He did Freaky Friday. That one with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, and, cool. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. He did He's All That recently, that remake of She's All That, which I find really funny, which was, I think, hot garbage because and I don't like the original one. Was It's like not one of my favorites. Was She's All That the one with Freddie Prince Jr. and Richard Lee Cook? Uh huh. Who okay. are curiously in this film, but yes. not together, <laughs> yes. which was funny. Yeah, that was really funny. But um, yeah, and also he was a producer of 500 Days of Summer. Oh, cool. Um, that film I have seen once. I never want to see it again. I'm not a fan of Zoe Deschanel. So yeah, I didn't connect to it the way a lot of people like kind of lost their shit over it, especially on Tumblr. Like uh, in the Tumblr world, like 500 Days of Summer was like a really big deal, and like she and him, and like the music and all that. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm like an old old school uh, JGL fan. But I, yeah, I'm not a fan of Zoe Deschanel. That's always one of those movies that I see while looking for something to watch, and I was like, "That looks kind of good," but then I'll find something more, more, more that looks a lot, lot better. So I'm, you know, like, <laughs> have you ever seen it? No, no. Oh, okay, yeah, I've I've seen it once. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I didn't get what everybody liked about it, but I mean, I guess people say that like someone once I think commented on on Instagram like about Empire Records. They're like, "I don't get why people like this movie." I was like, "Oh." sucks i'm sorry well <laughs> i was like because it's fucking great well i'm sorry that you can't appreciate nice things so like. <laughs> right like um and and literally this in my favorite scenes and lines there aren't many scenes i love it's basically like i just quote the entire film because yeah. there's so many good quotes <laughs> in this um so we have parker posey we have josh hamilton tori spelling freddie prince jr genevieve bujold yeah. Rachel Lee Cook as young Jackie O in these like kind of flashbacks. So it's kind of funny that we see Rachel Lee Cook and she was in like a Hallmark film recently. Oh really? So yeah, I think I saw it on like YouTube. I saw a commercial. I was like, it's Rachel Lee Cook. Oh my God. Or she was in something. And I was like, Oh my God, what happened to her? So yeah. Cool. That's our, that's our cast. So behind the scenes, what did you get? Oh, okay. Let me check. So I didn't get a terribly there... large amount. Uh, there was not a lot. Um, so, Rotten Tomatoes scores. Critics have this movie at 62%. Hmm. And the audience has it at 77%. That's more like it. But still, I mean, 62? It's, it's, it's pretty low. Because, like, I heard that, like, that like between Siskel and Ebert, one of them hated oh, it and yeah. one of them, like, really loved it. Yeah, so, I think it is kind of, like, polarizing yeah. in that way. Either you really like it or you just don't like it at all. 
Um, so this movie was financially backed by Aaron Spelling. So, <laughs> so um, funny. So I guess it's just a complete coincidence that his daughter was cast in this movie. Oh, of um, course. Also a complete <laughs> coincidence that he produced fucking Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> and Donna has like a prominent storyline in like the entire show. But see, I like kind of hate Donna. So I sort of liked seeing leslie in this movie kind of squirm a bit and like go through (laughs) hell it was pretty good (laughs) until we get to like the middle of the film which everything's like confirmed that we thought it was actually (laughs) happening and i was like oh no i thought it wasn't gonna be like that um so i found some quotes by the uh wendy mcleod who wrote the play um cool she said that the house of yes is about people who have never been told no which is I guess why it's called the House of Yes. Um, <laughs> she so um, she says she wanted to depict the insularity that she sees in like up, upper class people who um, are basically um, have like the privilege to basically cut themselves off from the from the rest of the world and kind of create their own rules. This is such a like segue into what is popular in TV right now. I think some of the largest shows and most viral shows are about extremely affluent people, like creating their own world. That's like so fucked up, like the white Lotus Mm -hmm. and um, recently now succession, another film, another TV show that's like everywhere right now. And everyone talks about it. Charles, you've got to watch it because the writing is so similar to this. It's just so good. Okay, cool. All it's literally all writing. Well, um, I well, I really want to find out what happens between Tom and cousin Greg. So, um, do you know? Wait, how no. far have you gotten? Well, I, I've gotten. I think I'm about. I got about five episodes into the first season, but I feel like I need to start from the beginning. Their relationship is like one of the best I've ever seen on television. Is it sort of like a Walt and Jesse Pinkman? Yes, a little bit, but a little bit more like fucked up and funny. Okay, okay. And if you love Igby Goes Down and you love Kieran Culkin like I do, you're you're gonna you're like gonna love Roman. Like his character is literally like a grown up Igby. (laughs) It's great. And Kendall is like just this asshole older brother, and we've got a great sister. I mean, it's great. It's literally all writing because not much happens. Like in it's all like very like minuscule and very much kind of like into business shit, but it's basically the writing and how they treat each other. That's so okay. great. Yeah. Cool. Um, enough of my fucking ad for like what MTV <laughs> fucking HBO. Like they're definitely not paying us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Keep going. With your um, <laughs> so McLeod was inspired to write this play after wandering through like a wealthy DC neighborhood. And she, I think she was struck by this particular house. I think she started thinking to herself, I wonder what, what's going on inside that house. And so mm. that's this is what she she came up with. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, and she uh, got the title from some graffiti that she saw on a on, 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 on like a bathroom wall that said, We are all living in the house of yes. Oh wow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so. That's cool. A house of yes sounds like a like a, a cult. I know, right? Like a cult name. Like we all pray, like pray at the house of yes. Like we just say yes to everything. Yeah, it, it sounds like the type of thing where people shave like one side of their head, and hey, they... hey, <laughs> hey, yes, totally, but, totally did that. Yes, but not in the like an already kind of trendy way, you know? Like no, it was definitely like a while ago. I definitely yeah. shaved it because of the model Alice Delal. Uh, shout out if you know who that is. She was like this badass model that during like. I guess the age of like 2010, 2011, 
maybe 2012 too like she was just this badass model like she was just in like id and she was everywhere and she was so cool and she had half of her head shaved and then i did it i think in 2009 or early 2010 i think is when i did it were you in los angeles then yes okay because i had my friend gabe who was my friend and hairstylist who was like also the one who dyed my hair blonde um he was the only one that i like really trusted to do that yeah to my hair so he was like all right i'm warning you when she shaved it <laughs> you're like you're that's it that's a big commitment and i was like oh my god what if it doesn't grow back but no i did it for like i guess like a year okay yeah i did it for a year and then i grew it back and then i like dyed my hair blonde like i had a lot of like madonna-esque transformations in la <laughs> i had a lot of like iterations of myself which i guess makes sense being there it's a very like you change your look up and no one says anything because people do it yeah. all the time i guess so, yeah it was kind of cool um oh so i think that's all i have for for behind the scenes cool okay well i have that the budget of this was one and a half million which is kind of a lot i can't imagine what costs a lot unless it's the house i mean do you i mean do you think they do you think the have most of the money goes to paying the actors at at this level i mean i don't know but of course this is aaron spelling and he's got deep pockets at this point this is during uh 90210's run Mm. so we're in like what season would this be maybe like season seven yeah that sounds about right six six or seven so we could tell by donna's hair if we were like i'm not a crazy 90210 head so i don't know like like their looks i do know when like kelly had short hair like i know that but i don't know like about donna i'm not too sure about donna because she had like short hair short hair was big at one point in the 90s like to cut your hair really short like drew barrymore and stuff um but yeah so they so yeah, around, I guess around like, yeah, season seven or something like that. So they had money. I mean, he had money anyway, because yeah. he produced like Charlie's Angels. But I think, was it Charlie's Angels? Isn't that what I did? think so, yeah. Yeah. They have like the biggest house. And oh my God, because I'm like a reality TV head. I watched this really old episode. Did you ever watch the show called Sons of Hollywood? No. It was like an OG reality show. And it was Randy Spelling. It oh. was Rod Stewart's son. Sean, is that his name? I think it's Sean Stewart, um, who also dated one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my god! Like <laughs> so much random knowledge about this shit. And then the guy who was like their manager. It was supposed to be like Entourage, but like real. And it was supposed to be like Randy Spelling, like get, finally getting an acting career. Sorry, and like it was, it wasn't. But they showed like Tori was on sometime. They showed the house. Their house was ridiculous. Like, they had, like, a bowling alley and stuff in their house. Oh, wow. Like crazy, yeah. Um, so the budget was $1.5 million. It only made 626000 at the box office. So, womp, womp. I mean, I mean, considering that, like, I mean, my guess is it probably wasn't really shown in, like, that many theaters if, if it didn't make that much money. Like, probably New York and LA. Yeah. That's what I would assume. And maybe here we had an indie theater that we used to have that the circle. Do you remember that Tenley Circle one? Oh yeah. The yeah. Circle, right? Yeah. They they would play indie films, but we had mm-hmm. those like well before like the landmark E Streets and all that now. Yeah. But they might have been a movie that them this might have been a movie they would play for like a weekend. And then yeah. New York and LA I can see playing it because they have like indie stuff there. So yeah, it yeah. it makes sense. I mean one and a half million is a lot, but maybe it did. Maybe Tori got a lot. Yeah, maybe. Because she was on 90210 and Parker Posey. I mean, she'd done quite a lot by 97. Yeah. So she might have been able to make like good, 
a good profit off that. Well, I think she was starting to make uh, the Christopher Guest movies around this time, too. Oh, so, yeah. Like, is it Best in Show? Yeah, so there's... Uh, I think she did Waiting for Guffman, which is um, which is really great. And then she uh, Best in Show, um, Mighty Wind, which is about, like, a bunch of folk singers. Um, and uh, there, there might be more, but um, I think those are the three that stick out just off the top of my head. And I think she was also in... Like a re- like a not a recent one, but like uh, I think like around 2010, he did one called Four Year Consideration, which oh, okay. which um like had uh which um had uh like Catherine O'Hara and um like uh it was it was um anyway it was it was good. <laughs> she works with him a lot, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, I was gonna say she's in like a fair amount of them. Yeah, too. Yeah, I have. I don't think have I seen a Christopher Guest film. I don't know if I have. They're I like, mean, aren't they like mockumentary style? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, don't think I've seen a full one. I mean, I, mean, I know I, who he is. I mean, I um, I, I mean, I think my favorite is probably Best in Show, but I think that you know everyone's probably a little different. I think Waiting for Guffman was like his first like big kind of indie hit. So okay. um, it was just and it's sort of like a um, like a very you know flamboyant director who puts on this um like a uh, play in like a small town and you know they're just kind of people who get like you know who are like work at like you know the grocery store and stuff and you know it's just it's just really funny <laughs> so, okay yeah. i actually want to see that one because that's the one with corky st Clair, which i've seen clips from yeah, yeah. What, you're waiting for guffman yeah yeah that yeah. actually does look really funny and i've seen clips and i just haven't known what it was and also he's married to jamie lee curtis is he oh yes it's 1984 oh my gosh that makes me so happy i know right like how amazing um which is which is super cool um let's see the only other okay imdb has this at a 6.6 out of 10 which is kind of i mean i guess yeah i guess this is one of those this reminds me a lot of the opposite of sex where some people like and some people just don't get it and wouldn't i mean it could have scored higher, but it sounds like that bulgarian judge was being a whore again so (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah um because oh the fucking olympics i know i know is this gonna happen like are we gonna actually have it is there gonna be a boycott like it seems like, like it's going forward yeah <laughs> so. i mean i don't know yeah it seems kind of crazy i guess that we're having one so soon yeah that's kind of nuts but yeah <laughs> i keep forgetting <laughs> but i actually like winter yeah i too. can't wait for winter it should be cool um the only other note that i have for behind the scenes was that um According to the Boston Herald, Miramax paid $2 million for the distribution rights. Oh, wow. So I would think that even though they didn't make the million and a half budget on the box office, that they recoup something if they got $2 million Yeah, for yeah. distribution. Like, doesn't that mean they essentially broke even and made a little bit of money, I would think? Yeah, I would think. I would think. That's what I would think. It also, I also saw a note that said that this was also based on an Edgar Allan Poe play called The Fall... Um, of the house of usher oh okay so i guess it's kind of loosely like the story is kind of based on that too and because i was an english major in college i feel like i should know what that play was about but i just don't (laughs) (laughs) i mean gosh charles i'm literally expecting you to know absolutely (laughs) everything about um everything that you learned in college now when you um, don't use it all the time did um have you, you ever heard of that um sort of adult version of Sesame Street called Avenue Q? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they I've never had, seen it though. Um, I, I I haven't either, but I heard it's kind of weird because like 
they're like puppets, but they're you can see the actors who are like voicing the puppets like on the stage too. So it's like kind of weird. Um, that is but, really weird. But like apparently they have a song called um, "What Do You Do with a BA in English?" <laughs> no way. Yeah. So four years of college and plenty of knowledge have earned me this useless degree. <laughs> so. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Wow. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess at this point now, college seems to be, like, obsolete. Yeah. But back in the day, it was like, you have to go to college so that know, you can do the shit that you could do without one. <laughs> it's just <laughs> really weird. I don't know. It's it's really fucking weird. But, um, yeah, okay, so let's go on to fashion. Yay! Um, let's see, do you have any notes about fashion? Um, I have to say, I loved that... I don't know what in the hell you would call that black kind of frilly doily dress that Leslie wears. I know. I wrote, I just wrote that dress, (laughs) like the dress, like, you know, if you've seen the movie, you fucking know the dress we're talking about. Um, and I really love the mother's outfits. I, I thought she was dressed really well. Um, oh, and- the fashion director is, or the costume designer is Edie Guiguerre, I think is how you say her okay. name. Yeah. Um, the mom did look kind of cool. The mom reminds me of, like, Colleen Dewhurst and, like, Annie Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, another, uh, yeah, super funny movie. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, I r- really love Freddie Prinze Jr.'s outfits, too. Like, yeah. they, um, they, he just looked like such, like, a smarmy son of a bitch. Like, I know, it was really hot. I, I found know, him right? hotter in this than I did in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Sorry, hot take. I mean, you guys are. are I mean, hot, probably because you could at least take this character to the club in <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> oh, the other one was too rough and rugged. Was he too like well, Ray, who worked at the docks? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they each have their like attractive qualities, but you know, it seems like you could at least like take Anthony out in public. <laughs> I just love <laughs> so. that after he duped her by saying he was a virgin who had a brain tumor, he just like lights up a cigarette and walks out of the room. <laughs> that might be like one of my favorite moments i was like oh shit he's such a badass like i love how like super fucked up he is yeah like you're just like oh wait he's not as fucked up as the twins but then you're like oh no wait like he he totally is but he definitely could bring him to dinner for sure. yeah i mean you know I, I think he could pass like a surface test you know like <laughs> yeah i like him though i think he's cool buffy did well i love them yeah. together i yeah. love sarah michelle geller and freddie prince jr like yeah, and they, I mean, they're like in, in their like mid forties now. They still look really good. They like, still I look mean, amazing. Yeah. Buffy, what are like? Come on, I really want her to like that show, The Ringer, that she that she had. That was like, I think it was a season. I mean, it might have been two seasons. It was so fucking good, and like nobody watched it. Oh, really? And she was playing like a yeah, she was playing twins. And, like, one of them was good and one of them was, like, really fucked up and bad. There was also another show called The Secret Circle. Uh, Mikey knows what I'm talking about because we talk about it all the time. But it was called The Ringer, um, the one with Buffy. And she was, like, oh, my God. It was so, so good. I'm trying to look now (laughs) if it was a – it was one season. It was so fucking good. Like, I I can't. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Um, Is it – playing on on anything now it was on netflix because that's how i saw it but now the only thing i can see is that it says that you have to like buy it okay on voodoo i think but it's i mean it's really good it's like it's like one of those cw shows like i also happened to peep in and see what was going on in riverdale what the fuck 
Oh, really? Yeah, this shit has <laughs> gone so far left, and, like, I'm so glad I'm not in it now, because I was, like, reading, like, uh, Riverdale Twitter on, like, Monday or whatever day it's on, and I was like, the fuck? I was like, they're going to some multiverse Marvel-type shit. What? I was like, <laughs> yeah, it literally, after Luke Perry passed away, that's literally where the show, like, ended. I sort of Like, hopped- it was so good back then. I sort of hopped off at the end of season two, but I'm kind of curious to, like, see what I've missed. Season so, three is actually pretty good. Is, I think season okay. three and four, I believe, I think at the end of four is when, um, like, Archie uh, loses his dad. And, oh. Or it's, like, near the end of the show because when it picks up again, it's, like, um, he's dealing with that. Or it's, like, I think the funeral. And then after that, it was, like, the story just got really weird because, see, Archie's mom doesn't live in town. So it was, like... yeah. Yeah, like, how is he going to live there? But he's, like, a grown man. Now he's, like, I don't even know what the fuck he's doing now. They know they jumped, like, seven years in the future, and now it's weird. It's just, like, really weird. I was, like, okay, weird time jumps, whatever. So, yeah, um, Riverdale lost me there. Yeah, I was also browsing, like, what's on HBO Max, and I've noticed that there seem to be, like, they seem to be turning a lot of those old book series into, like, um, into, like, uh, into, like, revived TV series now, kind of like they're doing with... Riverdale. So, like, like what? Um, Wait, what are they doing so, on HBO? Um, so, I've heard there's like a um, rebooted like Nancy Drew series on the CW. Oh, yeah, there um, is. Yeah, that which, comes on after Riverdale. Which, uh, which I watched the first season of. I actually thought was really good. Is this um, Scott Wolf in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think I think on Hulu they like just uh cre- they just did kind of a reboot of like the Hardy Boys. So, oh wow, yeah. Um, also, I have to say that HBO's remastered Dawson's Creek and it looks incredible. Really? Oh. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it doesn't, it's like the aspect ratio is nice. Well, we just got real nerdy. Nobody <laughs> cares about this. Um, back onto the fashion in this movie. Um, okay, so obviously Jackie, uh, Jackie O has the most amazing outfits. The first dress, the black one, it's very like Audrey Hepburn, Breakfast at Tiffany's, like Givenchy style with the pearls. Yeah. Which I love, and I love I love her hair. I love that bob. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's so good, and I love I I love the suit, the classic pink suit. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, mean, it looks so good. It looks it just looks so so good. I love it. Um, let's see. Yeah, Leslie's. I, I love that she's like soaking wet in the beginning, and she's wearing like she's not even wearing like that interesting an outfit when she comes home or she comes to like meet them for the first time. Yeah. She's dressed like a normal person. Yeah. She looks so normal. And I was like, where did this dress come from? <laughs> like this is supposed to be 1983 as well. Yeah. And this does not look like 19, 19- like what? Yeah. Like where this is from the costume department of the local high school in the play <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Like, what is this? This is, looks like really, really fucking weird. Like sword in the stone, like King Arthur shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this? Um, I just, yeah, I thought it was really funny. And yeah, I do love Freddie Prince Jr., Anthony. Marty was just like boring, whatever attire. Yeah. Like just, boring he, prep school shit. He was just, he was just wearing whatever a white man would wear whenever he gets indicted, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. He did definitely dress like a Menendez brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. For sure. <laughs> That's totally what he looked like. Um, but just not that, that pink pink sweater those pink sweaters and those like aqua sweaters they had on like oh were God. out of control <laughs> like that that was too much like yeah that was just yeah a fucking a man <laughs> they went to cheesecake factory we need to do an episode of the menendez oh <laughs> i'm God. sorry like even for patreon i don't care if no one listens to it. i just i need to talk about that train wreck of a lifetime movie that had like courtney love playing their mom 
<laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that's actually, I was able to watch like, I watched for like an hour of it, and then I think Lifetime cut me off, so I didn't get to see w- what happened. But oh, um, dude, it was kind of insane. And the guy from Younger was one of the Menendez. What's his name? Nico Tortorella. Tortorella? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he's you know he's actually in like this uh spinoff of like The Walking Dead now. Um, oh. Yeah. Um. But um. Oh. But so apparently, um, NBC also did like a mini series about the Men- Menendez. Case. They did. I saw it. Yeah, I, I did see it. And um, it good. And the lawyer Leslie a- a- Abramson was played by Edie Falco. Yeah, uh-huh. was really great. Did you so, did you watch Impeachment? Um, I I think I'm I think I'm gonna wait until like it all comes out. It's out. It's but, done. It is okay. okay yeah, it's cool. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Edie Falco, I think she's in like more of the middle to the end because she plays Hillary. Oh my god, there's oh, one episode wow. she's gonna get the Emmy. Oh, okay. It's cool. either between her or Sarah Paulson again because Sarah Paulson kills it as Linda yeah. Tripp. Like I mean, it's just crazy. I, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I, I I guess you could. I guess you could try and put them in different categories, but they're both supporting, aren't they? So would they? Is Monica just lead? Would they be considered Monica lead? I would probably, I would so. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's really good. I have to say, and and Clive Owen really surprised me as Bill Clinton too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You see more of him. I think. If, I think you only started watching it. Like you see more of him as it goes on. But yeah, it, it prompted me to like want to watch House of Cards again. I got like oh, really cool. into like political, but I mean, but I didn't. I, I'm now I'm still watching Homeland. Um, I've, it's uh, a pretty intense show. I've um I don't know if this is the right term, but I've I have always been kind of a Clive Owen head. So Oh, are you really? Oh yeah. yeah I like, need to watch um, Children of Men. Fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's he's great in Children list. of Men. He's um I um I, I um I, I really I've watched Closer like forty times, even though I don't really like the movie that much, but I, I just love him. Um Oh and like, reveal. <laughs> um and he's also I just hate Natalie Portman, but I do love Jude Law. I've seen that movie not that many times. I mean, though. my hate of Natalie Portman is counteracted by my love for Clive Owen. Ooh, so yeah, I might have to know. rewatch it and just pay attention. And also Julia Roberts. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's why I don't like. It, I mean, it's got two I mean, of my least favorite actresses in it. I mean, Clive Owen is hot, and it's enough for him to counteract Natalie Portman, but Julia Roberts too is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Jude, I don't know if Jude Law and Clive Owen <laughs> could could both equal out both of those. I think, yeah, it's quite a lot. But it is, it actually is a good film, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually is, a, it's a good film. It's um, not amazing. I was, I think, I was expecting more when I saw it. Well, I think it's based on a play too, and I sort of feel like it would be really good to like see it in like the, in like the theater. Um, yeah, that's true. It probably would be. Um, oh, and he was also in this movie that I really liked from like the early two thousands called like Croupier. Um, What's that? Um, I think he plays a croupier, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? I don't even know what that is. I, um, it's like kind of like a kind of like a casino dealer. So, oh, okay. And I, th- I think there's like this whole like subplot where this where you know this hot girl gets mixed up with like the mob and a heist or something i actually haven't seen it for a long time but he's in it and i think he's pretty hot so oh yeah he is pretty hot though yeah. i have to say i feel like he's one of those guys that we kind of like forgot about 
I know, right? Um, and he was in a lot of things. Like he was in, wasn't he like this badass assassin in like the Born Identity? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, like he's like he's hot and he like floats in and out of things. Mm-hmm. But then you're kind of like, oh yeah, like he's yeah, he's kind of like a baddie. I like yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I like Clavon. <laughs> um, so yeah, any more notes on fashion? I think that's all I have. I mean, this basically takes place in the span of like a day. Yeah. a night and then like a morning so everyone's kind of wearing the same thing yeah um i mean it's um um i mean not 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 really but okay, cool. um yeah yeah all right so music is not really applicable there was just kind of instrumental so there wasn't really a soundtrack to this film yeah um there um, i thought i thought the score itself was was like good um, yeah yeah it know? was cool it, we it, heard it a little bit yeah it didn't it didn't like it didn't like distract from the plot going on. It didn't really take taking anything away. So no, no, it was cool. Yeah. Um, I also have to say that the tagline for this film is enter at your own risk, (laughs) 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 which I find really funny. Um, yeah. So do you want to get, I, yeah. So music is about over and favorite scenes and lines. Let's, Oh god! And I have to switch hit because I don't know. <laughs> there's there's a lot. Okay. Um, God. Well, okay. So I love I love the open credits of um yeah, like um cool. of like uh like the actual Jackie um Kenny tour of the White House intercut with like you know Parker Posey's Jackie O like giving a tour of like her house instead. Now, um, question for you: Are you somewhat of a Kennedy head? Like, are you like very interested in their like life? Are you one of those or not really? I I find their lives interesting, but it's not something that I like actively seek out. Like I sort of have to, um, I, I sort of has to like come up when I'm not really expecting it to for me to take an interest. Okay, okay, <laughs> I feel the same way about it. My college, one of my college roommates was a Kennedy head because mm. she was from Massachusetts, and essentially, it's like a big fucking deal because yeah. everything is measured by like a Kennedy. Yeah. Like a Kennedy went here. I know a Kennedy. I went to school with one oh. kind of thing because this is like, I mean, we're still talking like eighties, nineties time when we okay. still had like John John. You know what okay. I mean? So like yeah. there was still an aspect of like that Kennedy dynasty was still and you know Jackie O was still living at the time when we were yeah. when we were young. And then we had like John John had the magazine George, and then he married like what Carolyn? Carolyn Bissett, right? Set, yeah. And then so they were like a paparazzi, like um they were one of the first people that I remember seeing like loads of photos of them just dressed out together because that's when yeah. paparazzi became like, I think it became more of like a stalking situation when it was them because it was, they were in New York and they weren't hidden and he mm-hmm. wanted to just live his life. So he would like rollerblade, he would bike ride. Like you would see him walking the dog. Like he, I mean, and he's a Kennedy at, at this point, celebrities. Now you see them out and about, but like at, at this time it was kind of rare you didn't see celebrities like out and about and people weren't photographed like them so so yeah it was still a big deal so yeah i I find that it's it's i can't think of a world with them obviously because we're too young but it must have been so cool to have a first lady like jackie o i know right Um, she just seems so like fashionable and like stylish and i know like the I mean, perfect representation that you would want of your country. I, I mean, we did get Michelle Obama, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean that was yeah. so fucking badass. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like the what makes Jackie O so, I guess, alluring is because we didn't see it. 
yeah. and because of what happened with uh with the president which also is like a big conspiracy moment in history and yeah i feel like yeah it's just so it's just so weird to think about someone like that i mean michelle obama was just like i don't know i just felt like i was in a big warm cuddly blankie yeah when yeah. when like obama's like got elected you know what i mean like i was just like oh, yeah they're cool <laughs> and like fun and i feel like fuck and, shit's not gonna happen and they're like attractive and in good shape <laughs> like, i know right she cares about children's health at lunch and then and then all of a sudden some people think that's horrible i was like what <laughs> she cares about building a vegetable garden how is this horrible for kids it's so crazy yeah and then of course we got like fucking a dark cloud and <sighs> then and then now we're like slowly still trying to like rise up <laughs> Yeah, like you know, just a little bit trying to trying to get up, you know, just I, waiting for winter to be done. I think we're at the point where we're just like, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be we're, fine. You know, we're that dog sitting in the burning house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah, like drinking coffee. Um, oh yeah, so go on the intro. Yeah. Okay, um. Oh yeah. Um. So I love. Um. I love the intro, and um, I um. Let's see. I love the. I um just love this like brief exchange when like Jackie is like running around taping up the windows and um like um she uh she's trying to find find her find her hairbrush and then Anthony's like what does it look like and then Jackie's like it looks like a hairbrush like a brush you brush your hair with (laughs) (laughs) and the mom's like I have a comb she's like I don't want a comb that makes my hair flat I need a brush it needs to be lean (laughs) yeah <laughs> so like gleam it has to gleam <laughs> so um funny. and then um i love how like just before like uh leslie and marty go inside how there's like this brief con- conversation and um we get a brief moment of calm and then once they go inside we uh just begin to accept that it will be a complete shit show from this from this point on i know <laughs> so. i love when she's like this he's like this is my fiance and jackie's just like ah! screams and then but then like kind of goes into like a laughter like what the fuck (laughs) it's so funny it's so funny um and then i just love this brief line from their mom which is like she's like excuse me i'm going to go baste the turkey and hide the kitchen knives (laughs) (laughs) i also love that she actually tell like that that um she actually tells them to leave like the mom yeah like you need to go to leslie the the fiance like (laughs) you need to get out of here and she's like what like i just came in she's like you guys should go though (laughs) yeah it's like a hurricane outside (laughs) i know yeah like that's what's happening just so Um, funny Gosh, and then um, there's a there's that scene where like Leslie goes up to like change, and then Jackie comes in. They have this like super awkward con- conversation, um, and she like lays on on the bed, and she's just like, "So, what's sex with M- Marty like?" And, and you know, Leslie's like, "I can't tell you. He's your brother." And Jackie's like, "Well, pretend he's not." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then um, and then I love how like Jackie comes downstairs and like. Anthony and Marty are like um, by the piano, and um, 
like um you know and and and, and he's like Jackie is that that a drink you're drinking and um you know and then um and, and um I, I thought you know I thought you weren't allowed to drink on your medication and then Jackie says not not this medication Anthony the 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 one before I couldn't drink they switched me I used to be green now I'm brown I wanted my pills to match my eyes color me beautiful <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love it. It's so good. I love the way they just talk together. Yeah. Like the three of them. It's like very kind of zingy, you know, like back Mm -hmm. and forth. Like, yeah. Um, they, I noticed they like speaking like very complete sentences too. Oh, do they? You know, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like there's, there's a point when like Marty finds, finds out and he's just, he's just like, you know, like, uh, he's like, but you're twins. It's like really obscene. It's like fucking a mirror. And then, and then Jackie's like, "Did you hear that, Anthony or Marty? Anthony just said fuck." And then, <laughs> and then Marty's like, "I know he did just say fuck." And it's so twisted and like fucked up. How like everything about their family is intense foreplay for these fucking twins. Like, at the most fucked up aspect of their life is essentially like it's so fucked up. It's really funny and hilarious because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just so over the top ridiculous. And it's not explicit or anything like that. So don't people get worried. Like it's not anything like that. It's basically just like what you know about these horrible people. Yeah. Like it's just like <laughs> hating these horrible people. Like I love it. It's this is just I also love the story about um how Jackie burned her um hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then she and then like as she when she goes to the hospital and then she says like so that's why she's every time we would say something to her after she burned her hand she said stop giving me the third degree. <laughs> <laughs> because she got third degree burns on her hand. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> um that was great. Um I um I also loved that like brief exchange when uh, her and Marty are at, at, at the piano and they start talking about the past incident where she shot him. And I guess his story to Leslie is that it, it he didn't get shot. It's like an appendectomy scar. Uh-huh. And then, and then J- J- Jack is just like, I'm sorry about that, by the way. I didn't mean to maim you. I only meant to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, and then um, I, I just love this brief exchange between Anthony and, and, and M- M- Marty when they start talking about Anthony's jacket and um you know and Anthony's like I got it at the tr- treasure trove I think it belonged to a Kennedy and Marty says why is there a bullet hole <laughs> I know why is there a bullet hole in it I was like oh shit um and then um and then this is possibly my favorite exchange of like the entire movie is just like this conversation between Leslie and Anthony and Marty and Jackie all at once. When, when Leslie come, comes downstairs and the Anthony says, would you like a glass of wine? And Jackie says, no, th- um, and I'm sorry. Anthony says, I'm sorry. Would you like a glass of Lieber flau milk? <laughs> um, and then Lily's like, oh, no, I'll just have a glass of wine. And then <laughs> Mari's like, that's the name of the wine. And Lily's like, oh, I don't speak French. And then Jackie says, who does? And then Anthony says, you do. And then Jackie says, oh, that's right. I do. <laughs> um, and then Leslie says, so what does the name mean? And then Jackie says, in French, I think it means something German. Um, 
<laughs> and then Mario says, it means loving mother's milk, which is so <laughs> demented to me. It's so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, and then Leslie turns to Marty and he's and she's like, oh, you speak French? And Marty's like, no, German. <laughs> no, I speak German. <laughs> that part is really good. Oh my god. I also love the when Leslie comes downstairs and and um and like fucking Jackie grills her and she finds out she's from like Pennsylvania and she's like, Are you poor? <laughs> she's like, I bet you didn't eat that well growing up. She's like, a lot of pancakes. And she's like, Were you poor? Did you eat a lot of chicken pot pies? <laughs> like, yes. Oh um on, on, on the state of Pennsylvania goes through a lot of abuse in this movie. <laughs> I know, yeah. She's like, I never knew anyone from Pennsylvania. She's like, oh my God, this is so weird. I also love the quote, like, let's drink rum and Pepsi out of styrofoam cups. <laughs> she keeps repeating. Because <laughs> yeah. her parents did. I think that's so funny. Pennsylvania is just a state that gets in your way when you're trying to get somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>. poor Penny. <laughs> poor Pennsylvania. Oh, God. Um, I, I also love the quote well if people are going to start telling the truth I'm going to bed <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I love that one it's so good um, and then um, unfortunately Pennsylvania comes up again when M- Marty and Jackie tell tell Anthony that they're you know like incestuous oh, God. Um, and then and then and then like you have to tell leslie cause she has to know and then jackie's like um and 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 then um and and then and then um jackie's like oh well i'll tell her she's from pennsylvania she'll understand entire towns are related <laughs> yeah i know she's like most of the towns are related anyway she'll get it i was like oh my god i was like oh my god that's so fucking crazy i also wrote so their incest kink is recreating the kennedy assassination i was like i can't too much i was like this is so fucked up like oh my god like you, oh. you be him and I'll be her. I know. <laughs> so weird. I also uh, love when like Leslie comes downstairs and like totally sees them, runs back up to her room, and Anthony's there. Like I love when Anthony's just like like being so awkward because Jackie like is like you should go get with her. She likes you, and she's like why? He's like what? She's getting engaged. She's gonna marry our brother. It's like it doesn't matter. She just met you just now. You should totally go after her. So he like totally just stays in her room and is so awkward. Like following her he's like she's like uh anthony i'm gonna get ready for bed so go he's like do you want any help i can totally help you and she's like no you should probably go and then yeah. after she sees it he's like i'm telling you don't go downstairs you're totally gonna see something carnal <laughs> she she's like, it doesn't matter i have to go and then she like breaks her heel and he's like hold on you can't go i'll fix it i'll fix your heel i always carry crazy glue <laughs> and then she's like what how long does it take he's like overnight actually it's not overnight i don't know why i just made that up <laughs> just like, it's so weird and then she's like all right fine he's like it doesn't matter i'm gonna go down there so she like creeps down there and then she comes back and she's like oh my god and she like sees them on the couch or whatever and then he's like see i told you i told you you shouldn't go down there so then he essentially like worms his way into sleeping with her which i find so funny and then she's like wait but you like I have to go. This is so crazy. It's so weird. I think the mom like catches them. It's all like so weird and sinister. <laughs> like it really yeah. is. They never have Thanksgiving dinner was my major gripe. They were like, and also the twins at one point like play like father and wife, like yeah. father and mother at the dinner, at the really obscenely long dinner table. 
also very weird. And it's like being having Marty around Jackie just like makes him insane. Yeah. <laughs> like and it's really funny because Leslie is kind of like the only it's like almost like being in murder house in horror story where like Leslie knows what the game is and now she's like trying to get him to like deprogram and snap out of it and like get out of this house. Yeah. And it's like it's and like the the third act of the film becomes like Leslie regretting sleeping with anthony apparently he was really bad i love that he goes it was supposed to last longer than that huh (laughs) she's like that's okay it's your first time or whatever and he's like "Uh uh-huh he's like what about marty like how long does he last (laughs) fucked up (laughs) so fucked up i was just like i'm not gonna tell you she's like i'm not gonna say that that's so fucking weird but she's like trying to go she's like i'm leaving i'm leaving now and he's like trying to unpack her suitcase like as she's packing it (laughs) he's like no don't just stay here so she like comes down the mom fucking knows i love how the, the mom what well, says like a mother doesn't spy a mother pays attention <laughs> that's another good one and then i love when she comes downstairs like leslie comes downstairs sees that like jackie's like blouse is open with her bra she's talking <laughs> and, like she's literally arguing about her fiance as if it's all supposed to be normal that they're sleeping together now like everyone knows and it's like okay i was like what what kind of world is this and she and leslie's just like no come on she's trying to like pull him in with this like intense fantasy of what their life is like in new york city yeah I, to I, try I, to like pull him back i actually do really like that scene because i love how she's trying to like it's like she's trying to like talk him down and sort of like bring him like back to like reality at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. it's, um, and and I was like, oh, of co- I mean, of course, life in New York is wonderful and would snap anyone out of a funk, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know because they're in McLean, Virginia, in like 1983. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, yeah, New York would seem like so amazing. I also love how like when Leslie comes downstairs and they're like, are there breakfast? And Jackie's like, there are croissants in the kitchen. No pancakes, I'm afraid. <laughs> like, she's just such a bitch. I love it. Um, I love Parker Posey. Oh my gosh, she, she's so great. Um, I also love this, like, um, brief conversation between Leslie and Anthony when Leslie's like, how did you get that scar? And then Anthony's like, oh, Marty and Jackie were playing French Revolution and made me play Marie Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> They're so funny. And then she talks about, like, I think at, near the end, at one point, they talk about the dad and how, like, the mom, like, shot the dad. But then the dad was about to leave them on the right after the Kennedy assassination, like, came over the TV. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, so she buried him next to the central air. And he's like, no. Marty's like, that's not true. The central air hole was there because they were putting in the the new, the new unit. And they're like, mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, Leslie goes on this great, like, tirade at the end where she's like, yeah, why don't you just stay here? And then you can, like, have all these web babies and bury them outside and like do all this super <laughs> fucked up shit and jackie's like oh really well where are we gonna bury all these weird like um webbed babies out there since it's so crowded with dad being out there and all it just turns out to like this super fucked up thing that i cannot believe that tori spelling's dad put all the money into so that she could do it like did she make this movie happen because if she did this needs to be explored on something like yeah, i want like, to interview tori spelling now and be like okay i have a lot of questions about this movie like who found it like yeah, <laughs> how like, did you make sure you were in it i mean it, it's strange because i'm not sure if she would have necessarily been cast by a lot of people initially but i really think like 
she does a good job in this movie and she really makes this movie good. So yeah, she does. It adds a really good element. But, I mean, I think because she's like so sort of like proper and just normal, you know, it just sort of like makes the shocking reality of like what Marty's life is just all that more like horrifying. Yeah. Um, I, I also um, feel like 97, like the the mid 90s and the late 90s were a really weird time for movie themes. Really? Yeah, I feel like like dark comedy was really big. Oh, right. Um, yeah, like movie themes that I feel like not would have not been made now yeah. were really explored in the late 90s. Well, I mean, it's strange because like the topic of incest, I feel like it got sort of a revival thanks to Game of Thrones. And like, I guess... Oh, that's right. I still haven't seen Game like, of Thrones. It's, uh, I mean, it's like a pretty... I mean, it's... I don't want to say it's prominent, but it's like something that, that happens in the series. And so... Now, wasn't it something that was actually more common like hundreds of years ago? I, I think so. Yeah, because especially like if you're in a small town, inadvertently... Okay, not obviously your like sister. Like, yeah. I don't know about that close, but like cousins... I'm sure if you're in like a small village, like everyone's somewhat related. It has yeah, to be. Yeah. Um, they're native. Yeah. I do. Um, I do also love the scene after Mrs. Um, after their mother, like um, basically exposes Leslie and Anthony's affair to like um, to Jack and, and Marty. You should leave. <laughs> and then, um, and then Jack just has this great, like um, just has this like great, like, like sniping quote like oh uh, and she he, she 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 looks directly at leslie and she's like oh a quaint pennsylvania in like a prenuptial custom <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's really funny like um, i love how it's all exposed to everyone sleeping with everyone and then I love how at first uh leslie was like no she i can't sleep with two brothers it's like it's like incest he's like wow <laughs> actually and then um, I actually thought the scene when Leslie can finally confronts Marty about it, just his reaction to the like when she like says that she saw him and Jackie together is just really interesting because just because she says that she saw him and his first reaction was, do you consider, do you think masturbation counts as in, yeah. in, in, infidelity? I was like, whoa, that's the yeah, first thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, that's not it. <laughs> like that has literally nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting that that was his first, like, go-to, kind of. Yeah. That yeah. that's what he thought, which I thought was really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's all I have for notes. Yeah, same. I, I just love the way that Parker Posey says this particular line when um when she is like talking to Anthony and she's like, don't be so sincere, Anthony. It's day class A. <laughs> I know. There's so many great quips in this, in this yeah. movie. Like it's yeah. got incredible writing. Um, and then also it, it, just even the like rhythm and everything reminds me of even like mean girls. Yeah. Like just yeah. the way that they speak. And this is the same director. So I think it's really interesting that this is his debut, um, his debut film. And I also find it, interesting and i feel like what they should do now is adapt more plays oh yeah no i agree yeah because i i like these kind of films that that i guess really show the actor's capability because there's nowhere for them to go yeah like they literally are in this house and it has to really do with the rhythm and like the writing and it's just a really good i mean for me i think it's interesting i don't think it's boring because i think they're they all carry it so well Mm-hmm. but I think it really shows how good of actors they are. Like, I think Tori Spelling gets a lot of flack, but she held her own. 
Well, yeah, I yeah, so it is worth noting that she did was was nominated for a Razzie Award for this movie, but I felt like that wasn't necessarily a reflection of her performance in this movie. It was more just like people who wanted to like fuck with Tori Spelling. Oh so, yeah, every she was the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like back in the day. She was always kind of like, Oh, she's the girl that, you know, her dad like funds, you know, all these like the show she's in and kind of like all that. But I mean, Mother May I Sleep with Danger. I, mean, I know. <laughs> wow. That was the year before this. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to fucking watch the rest of this. There also is a, oh my God, there's a literal um, TV movie called Unwed Father starring Brian Austin Green. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, there's so many movies that I feel like I don't know if we can find. There's another one here with Fred Savage and Candace Cameron called No One Will Tell. And it says, jealousy <laughs> is dangerous. Obsession is deadly. Whoa. There were so many movies like a la Fear. Yeah. That were about, oh, that one's on, uh, No One Will Tell is actually on Tubi, 1996. Oh, cool. um, there were a lot of movies in the 90s and mid 90s, late 90s, whatever, about like fear, like obsessive guys mm. and like girls to be aware of obsessive guys, like most like fear. And this is another one that's kind of like fear. Um, that's another like common, but it was also like an erotic kind of thing. It was yeah. also like an erotic thriller. It was like kind of weird. So yeah, 90s movie themes are wacky and wild and we're going to get into more of them. And, uh, and yeah, I guess, uh, I don't have anything else. I mean, yeah, happy no, holidays, good. everyone. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving. Um, watch, um, the house of yes. It's, it's totally worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. It's a sleeper. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to put this up on Friday. So just to see if anyone out there has really seen it, I'm kind of just curious if anyone's seen it because it's, it's really good. So if you have showtime, check it out and uh or rent it it's good it's worth a watch and uh i don't know what we're gonna be doing next but we're still doing my so-called life over on patreon so check that out we're almost done actually we have a few more left so yeah i don't know we're, we might do euphoria oh next. cool yeah we've been talking about that so i don't know if we're definitely gonna do it but we might do it next so yeah until then uh we'll see you on the next one bye bye, bye.